Hello guys and welcome here to Sports Talk on Tinkle Sports. I'm Brian, that's Jason. Yeah, I'm Jason. And we're here to uh, hopefully annoy you guys for the next 30 minutes to an hour. So anyway, let's get going. Uh, a lot of news this week, of course, the NHL trade deadline, it was talked about on the Generalizer this week. It was also talked about on um, the Canteen podcast, but we, we want to talk a little bit about it. But if you want to see the full details on it, please go over and check the Generalizer from Tuesday or check out the Canteen podcast. But um, the big news here in uh, Western New York, Taylor Hall got dealt. Uh, Braden Montour got dealt to um, different teams. Taylor Hall to the Bruins. The Sabres got a bunch of picks in the trade deadline. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not at all happy about these. Tra- I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not happy about them. I'd be a lot happier if the Sabres could do something with those picks. Then I'd be quite a bit happier. Yeah, I, I was just going to say something. I'm like, <laughs> they're probably not going to do anything with those those picks. I mean, you can only really... We mm-hmm. Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres fans, I'm sure at this point, have been saying, oh, well, you can only go off from here. Well, Buffalo you don't know Sabres when the hell... fans are like... They're like the extreme version of the Bills for the past, like, from like 16 years ago or whatever. The 16... Yeah, yeah. The 16 years they never made the playoffs. They're in that same boat, but they're a Very lot much. worse. They're they're the more extreme version of it. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm pretty sure they're they're saying at this point like, yeah. oh well, it can only get better from here. But if, if you're a Sabres fan, you ask that I'm like, yeah, but when is it going to get better from here? Like you've been you saying, hear it every year. You hear it every year. It's like the it's like with the Bills. Bills have like, well, there's always next year. There's always next year. Well, the problem is you're gonna get to that point where you keep on saying, well, there's always next year. Eventually, no, you have to get to the point. You, well, it's gotta be this year or never. <laughs> you hit that point five years ago. Let's put it that way. You hit that point after you drafted Jack Eichel, and you got nothing out of it. Okay, mm-hmm. you hit that point so long ago. It's like beating a it's like beating a drum too many times, you know, beating a dead horse. Just figure it out on like Zach said on our show, on his show. Um, you know, maybe the NHL front office needs to step in and realize that these guys can't own a team. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't wanna go that far, but um then the other news of course, uh Savard got dealt to the Lightning. The Lightning got a few good defensemen. Um, you know, defense wins championships. They won one last year. So, things are looking up. Who knows? They could be on that swing to repeat if they really wanted to. Oh, I I could only hope. I, I can really only hope. <laughs> you know. And I'm, you know what the funny you know, thing look is at, about Look this... at all the Sabres stuff in the I background. I, I I figured that's where you are going, but I was about to say, look at all the Sabres stuff in the background. Yes, I'm a Sabres fan, sadly, but um, I'm also a Lightning fan. I've said it multiple times. I'm not a bandwagoner. I've liked them with Ryan Callahan, and I've just stuck with them since as well. I'm, they're kind of like my second team. Nothing wrong with having a second team. 
for all you audio fans that literally cannot see his wall, just Go know to the video this, version and check it out. Just, just know that this that this guy that I'm with is a is a Sabres fan, but he, he he's probably more swing, uh going towards the Lightning fan more than he is a Sabres fan at this well, point. Well, let me swing this of... mic out of the way so these guys can see my hat too because I got an Amherst hat. Which um, Amherst are with the Sabers, so, and unfortunately they're not any better. They they made a huge mistake firing uh, their coach last off season, so that's their own fault if they're that bad right now. They have uh, Appert as their coach, and he's not that good. Um, the Sabers are actually considering keeping Don Granado too as their head coach, and he's a fast pace, you know. He's kind of like a Chip Kelly kind of coach, just super fast-paced. He thinks he can beat teams by moving fast. You know, this is just false hope. It's absolute false hope. You're just going to fire him after next year if he doesn't put together the results you want. Okay, Mm -hmm. you can play as fast, you can play as slow as you want. It doesn't matter if you can't put all that shit together. So, just thought I'd put that out there um also it's great to it's great to be fast it's great to have you know people that can score but if you have no defense which clearly the sabers don't you're just going to get scored upon and you're just going to lose these games badly but um the other big news on the nhl uh marcus um or Nick Foligno, I believe it is the one that was with the uh columbus blue jackets he got dealt to the maple leafs um, this one's a big deal. He Felino's been good for a while, so I, I like this move for the Leafs. Um, I don't like the Leafs, but I like the move, so I'll give him a thumbs up there. Getting him, I believe he's a good defenseman, if I'm not mistaken. Um, again, I don't follow too much hockey, so this is all. <laughs> I'm just more reading this off for you guys who do watch hockey. Um. But trust me, I do I do watch hockey. I watch the playoff hockey. So give me that. I do that's follow the real, some hockey. That's the real fun hockey is the playoff hockey. Hey, fun playoffs in any sport's fun. And trust me, I love hockey. There's no denying that. Um but again, I've just kinda you know, when the you know, when it's on with the NFL, when it's on with college basketball, when it's on mm-hmm. with all that, I I just can't watch you know like it's there's too much on at one given time that it's just so hard to pick and choose and when you're a Sabres fan and the only thing you can watch is the Sabres I think you'd rather not watch hockey at that point (laughs) so let's just (laughs) look sorry harsh but true it'd probably be easier to watch paint dry than watch the Sabres lose 19 or um I'm kind of over exaggerating I mean like I'll, you know, lose like 16 plus games in a row. Yeah. You know, it'd be better exactly. just to watch the paint dry. Just like, ooh, yeah, it's ooh. making progress. <laughs> it's getting there. It's totally gonna dry right there, Jim. Yes, it's dry there, right there. Okay, we're done with this. <laughs> um, anyway, on to the NBA now. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, the former baseball player, he has purchased the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um. I don't think this is going to be a change there. This is just new owners, same shit, different day. Yeah, but, I mean, you 
the thing is, like, I don't mind the whole celebrities buying bet, like buying any kind of sports program, but when you have no idea, like you've never played in it, you have probably. I mean, I'm sure he knows a lot about basketball, but to be an owner of the Timberwolves and know all the like the ins and outs of the program, I'm kind of a little dis dis discerned. I mean, A. Rod would make a great baseball owner because he's played in baseball and knows the ins and outs. Now, to be a basketball he'd, owner, I don't know. I feel a little. He'd be good in any front office scenario with the. Uh baseball not just an owner i mean even being like uh g and i, I don't know about gm but like uh player mm -hmm. personnel something along those lines i think he'd be good for that if it was player relations i i just don't know i mean hey if he's invested in it and he's willing to put the effort in i think mm -hmm. he's good look you can't get much worse than michael jordan as a basketball team owner i'm oh, sorry i know <laughs> i'm sorry look Okay. That's very true. Okay, somehow the Charlotte Hornets maintain mediocrity. Okay, you know, they maintain the being Charlotte borderline Hornets, mediocrity. Let's see the okay. standing for okay. them. And I'm pretty sure they're not even a playoff team. But if they are, no, Actually, it's it's no. it's the I'm east. Wrong. It's the east. Come on, they're they're. I'm a wrong. Team. They're currently the seventh seed in the east. Yeah, and they'll be out first round. That doesn't guarantee them to be in because of that play-in tournament. And they'll but... be out in the play-in tournament, okay? I mean, they had Kemba Walker in his prime for all those years, and they couldn't do anything with it. Oh, I know. Okay. And now he's in, and now he's in Boston and still doing basically the same shit there as he he's did. He's not in... that good. I mean, he's not that good. No, he's not. It's he's he's a fringe he's a fringe good point guard. He's kind of like Rondo. He's a fringe good point guard. Yeah, you know he has a good year. He has an okay year. Um, you know, but again, you had Kemba Walker fresh off a national championship in his prime. Mm -hmm. Um, and you couldn't do anything. You with couldn't him. do anything with it. Okay, but somehow you maintain being just barely mediocre enough to, or you're just mediocre enough to miss the playoffs, not even close to mediocre enough to get the first pick in the draft. And if Explain also that. for, for our audio and YouTube viewers back when he was drafted in, I think 2011, they were also back when this is back when the Charlotte Hornets were still the Charlotte Bobcats. And this was also back in the day when it was the time Warner cable arena before it became the spectrum arena if anybody remembers uh time warner cable i do definitely no idea okay yeah. but um no i was going to say this too this is actually regarding the minnesota timberwolves not in the sense of a rod um i'm actually glad that the team itself paid tribute to carl anthony town's mom mm -hmm. actually put her um put like his jersey with his mom's name in the crowd hmm. for a memorial and the dude hit I mean they were already winning but he hit a pretty clutch three in her honor and I'm I'm glad that the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves hmm. organization did that for him how's about that Luca shot did you see that he was like dribbling with his feet he bounced it off his shoulder yeah I did that was okay great. I'm this sorry you know this is the crazy stuff that he does. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not at all. I am not at all a Mavericks fan, as it's been known. I've ripped Jason on his Mavericks a few times on this show, 
but mm-hmm. um you know i gotta admire greatness man and i hear the globe trotters are trying to recruit him now <laughs> hey 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 if you can go somewhere where you can win i'm sorry i'm sorry Come on, stop it. <laughs> hey, the Globetrotters have the best win percentage of any team. <laughs> scripted, Love unscripted, them. don't matter, okay? I know, exactly. But, it, it don't um, matter guess, what it is. <laughs> I guess go, getting back on track with A-Rod, um, hopefully his friend there knows a little bit more about how to run an organization. Because th- it's not just Alex Rodriguez, I'm it's a- also of his how much is this a distraction from j-lo too that's going to be the other big question i mean it very well could be so i would say if you liked it you should have put a ring on it but uh he did that and uh they're not doing anything now so apparently a ring means nothing (laughs) rewrite your song damn it okay but on that note (laughs) jamal murray uh yes jamal murray out for the rest of the season he unfortunately um came up limping uh they said it was something it was knee related came out to be a torn acl out for the rest of the season um the the denver nuggets are currently the fourth seed in the western conference honestly you know he's their big star the denver nuggets have always been a pretty decent good team i mean but you know they were probably they're probably gonna be knocked out first round anyway by the lakers because you know when the Lakers get fully staffed again, they're mm-hmm. gonna be they're gonna be the threat again. Especially if both teams stay at the four and a five, yeah, they'll be playing each other. Yeah, most but likely. Now, and... now this just makes it even easier for the Lakers. Okay, say what you want; su- it makes it even easier. I swear, LeBron does this. I mean, I know he's hurt, and there's nothing LeBron has no control that. over this, but. I swear they get to the certain seed on purpose so then their road to the finals is a lot easier than being the number one seed. But number five is not easy either because now you don't have the advantage of Staples Center. We don't even know if they're going to do a bubble as well. That's another thing. Are they doing a bubble? No, I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm pretty sure they're going to just play in the same stadiums they have been all year long. But again, they just don't, you know, they're not going to have an advantage here. I think that makes it a little more difficult. If they were a top three seed, you know, they'd have a little more of an advantage. Being the five, you're going to have to go up against the number one seed if you make it through. And I'm pretty sure, to my knowledge, I don't know if this is... Has LeBron ever been a number one seed ever and led to the finals? Pretty sure. It was if he probably has, it was probably with the Cavs. No, it was probably with the Heat. I think the Heat one year, he was the number one seed, and they had overall home court advantage. There's been at least a few times. I mean, so, I can look this up, but they're, they're right. just in time right now. We can we can look this up on the canteen and uh, anchor break. So we'll, yes. we'll move forward, though. we got to talk some NFL news. Uh, Julian Edelman had a failed physical, and he is now retired. Um I'm not going to lie to you, early on in this show, I made the very bold prediction that he was going to go to Tampa Bay this offseason. I made the very bold prediction. I think no one disputed it either, that it was a possibility. Yeah. But now he's retired. Um, he's not, I, I, I don't know if you can give him the Hall of Fame, though. Okay. I'm just going to say this now. 
failed uh, thing. Because I really do think that, you know, yes, that looks really bad. And, you know, if you go to another team, you're still going to have to have a physical and pass it. Um, did the, when did the Patriots hire the Chargers team doctor? <laughs> I guess this past off season. Um, <laughs> All right, that no, was a bad joke. I was just going joke. to say, we'll I could forward. see, I can honestly see him not being retired for very long. Even Gronk thinks, I mean, I know this is a joke, but he says there's a 69% chance that he could be in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team i i know that's a bad thing to say i get it so he's gonna pull brett Favre. he's gonna retire unretire and then join the bucks that's that's actually makes perfect sense i mean look at gronk he retired went to the wwe for a little bit saw that tom brady went to the went bucks to you know fox what? sports me... too by the way he had a Let brief me... stint as an analyst at fox sports oh yeah that's right too that's true that was i think before the I think he realized that WWE is a dumpster fire, and he's like, I better get the fuck out of here and go back to playing football. Mm-hmm. I think he realized in general it's just a shit show. Unless it's UFC or boxing, it's a shit show. Sorry, yeah, Jason. Like, um, Yeah, I mean, Gronk. Gronk was that person that retired for not even, what, couple years? Like yeah, two one years, year. He one was... year. Yeah, he was retired for like a full year, maybe like a half, honestly, and then came back and played for Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl, and now he's still back under contract. So I mean, there's and I wouldn't doubt that the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. I wouldn't doubt he would take a massive pay cut to join Tampa if if he uh, doesn't retire. Julian Edelman. Yeah, Julian Edelman. I mean, he's going to have to. They, they have more than enough, uh, or they don't have near enough cap space, I don't think. Unfortunately, there's just way too much talent on that team. I'm pretty sure they still have. They have, they're, they're one of the first, they're one of very few teams that brought back all 22 starters. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure there's just no room for him. They have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I don't Godwin, think they brought Scotty back. Miller. No, no, no. They didn't bring back Antonio Brown yet. Not to my knowledge. Well, if you said all 22, he was a starter. Not, the, not, not week one he wasn't. Remember, he was signed midseason. They're talking yeah. oh, week okay. one starters, I believe. Oh, no, all right. But, yeah. yeah I think he, he's in free agency right now, um. but. Here's, Doesn't mean he won't get signed. Yeah, but here's another free agency uh, story. And you can say, oh, it's one year, $10 million. What impact is he going to have? Jadavion freaking Clowney. That's the big deal, okay? He is going to the Browns. He is going to team up with Miles Garrett. He is going to be a force. Sheldon Richardson and one other. That front four, Brian, that, look, that front four looks scary. Good luck trying to run the okay. ball through that front four. And, and here's the thing. Everybody is saying, everyone is probably thinking right now, or has thought since the offseason started, that AFC is going to be between the Bills and the Chiefs anyway. So what does it matter? Now you've just added a third team into that mix. And you can say what you want. The Browns are a joke. No, the Browns aren't a joke anymore, okay? The Browns are a legitimate NFL team. You know, they... 
And they were this close to beating the Chiefs in the they, playoffs, too. That close. They went from laughingstock to this. And yes, they almost beat the Chiefs. You can say it was Chad Henney. You know, it could have happened. You know, no excuses here, okay? You have a loaded offense over there, and you almost mm-hmm. lost to the Browns. It says right there, the writing was on the wall that week that the Chiefs were vulnerable, and they were not as good as everybody made them out to be, and the Super Bowl proved it, okay? They were nowhere near as good of a team as everybody made them out to be. Now they have two challenges, maybe three, if the Chargers get their shit together. Oh, it's probably not going to happen this year, honestly. I don't think it'll be this year, but within the next year or two, the Chargers are going to be battling the Chiefs again. And that's if, of course, Spanos is gone. That's going to be the big thing, which could happen. We talked about it last week. I Um, will say, if the Cleveland Browns can really get... I guess, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that they don't have a really bad, they have a really good offense, but mm-hmm. you, I, I just got to see more out of their offense for them to be a scary team. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of inconsistency on the, I agree. that offensive front to even consider them a, a threat in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could draft a receiver this year. I, I could see it. I mean, this is a deep wide receiver. Probably not class. in the first round, but yeah, I could probably see it happening. But I wouldn't be shocked to see it. Um, Peoples Jones, though, is underrated. Um, we know Landry and what he's capable of. They've got two great tight ends over there. Um, they It'll got be very the interesting to see if uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, will come back to form after being. Why do they need him though? Okay, uh, they made they the. Don't, they, they don't very well, Neil. No, Odell Beckham is a guy who may who had maybe one or two good years in New York and mm-hmm. hasn't done anything since he's been on the boat smoking dope with Justin Bieber. He hasn't been anything. Okay, yeah. he's been a nobody. There's no disagreeing on that. But anyway, let's move forward here. James Conner has signed with the Arizona Cardinals a one-year deal. Um, he was never really a number one back. He was he was maybe a backup at best. So, I mean, I guess this is a good um, kind of plug-in uh, running back for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I was quite shocked about this because, to my knowledge, I, th- I still thought that he was under contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So to, to see him sign with the Arizona Cardinals it's, was it's, shocking. It's no big loss for the Steelers, and it's really no big gain for the Cardinals because, to be honest, his, he hasn't even stayed healthy. Okay, see, he has, I was talking to my brother about this. Yeah, his brother's a Steelers it, fan, by the way. Yes. Just for our listeners and fan. viewers. Um, Him and I really do agree that Mike Tomlin is the real reason why they cannot keep players. But Mike Tomlin's the reason they're winning. And to me, I think I think the Roonies are seeing it that way. They're like, if he's winning games, who gives a shit if he can't keep players? Yeah, but I, I, I get it. He's still winning games with the players he's got, no but he almost lost James Conner and um, Juju. Right. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Yeah, but like I said, you know, it don't matter. I think the Roonies are saying, we don't give a shit about these prima donnas. If you want to leave, you can leave. But we're winning here, and we're not canning our coach because we're winning, but you don't like how things are running here. You don't like it, get the hell out. Okay. Honestly, I I can see Pittsburgh, and I I know they're not getting rid of Tomlin ever. I no, no, no. I'm I'm just gonna say I I could honestly say yes. I I never had Pittsburgh. Um, of course, we'll talk more about the the our mock drafts later on. But it would not shock me if Pittsburgh swerves everybody and drafts another running back in the first round because mm-hmm. now that. You just got rid of James Conner. I mean, Najee Harris really have any... is available. Najee Harris, Travis Entian, they're yeah. both available there. It would not shock me if they moved up to get him. To be honest, I think this is a team that needs a running back. You can say, I mean, like I said, Big Ben still, he's still showing signs of production, but I don't think he's as, I don't think he's as good as what he used to be. No, so, it was those injuries that have really plagued um, him. Yeah, so I think you need a good running back. I I can see them getting a running back now, but I think you need a good running back to at least, you know, if you're going to go committee, a good lead back. I think think the best you need. Well, the thing is they don't need a James Conner-like player. James Conner was like more of a receiving back than he was a running back. And that's why it's not a big loss to see him leave. Yeah, but even through that. Really well. In the Arizona Cardinals offense, yeah. because if he can stay uh, healthy, that's a big yeah. That's very true. He, he is not. He has not had a great history of staying healthy. So that's, that's why I was shocked when um, Arizona got rid of their former running back there. Kenyon He's Drake. now in loss. Yeah, I was shocked that they got rid of Kenyon Drake. He was doing so well for them, but they're also another team that cannot keep running backs. I mean, look at David Johnson. He's gone. Well, he was traded. Yeah, Kenny and Drake. Oh, true, they were all, but... That was all bar, a part of a trade. That's a different thing. Yeah, where he went to Houston. But, but um... Um, let's move forward, though. We're we're really falling behind here. Uh, Connor McGregor. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's fine. I just, I just know we got a lot of topics to talk today. So, uh, Connor McGregor, he is going to make his return. In UFC 264, he's going to face Dustin Poirier again. Um, I guess your thoughts here on this. Now, keep in mind as well, he's going to fight uh, Manny Pacquiao supposedly later this year in a boxing match. I don't know if that was scrapped or not. Honestly, I'm okay with Conor McGregor having a third fight because I'm pretty sure they have one apiece. And usually what that means is they got to have a third fight to have that tiebreaker. So I'm totally fine with them having a third fight. I'm pretty sure it was booked. There'd be a three-fight um, feel for for the yeah. three of them and for the for both of them anyway. So, and McGregor has some has still has something to prove. The first their first meeting he won. The second meeting, uh. Poirier or uh, yeah, Poirier or whatever his name is. I think it's Poirier. I yeah. think the R is silent, but um, mm. he got the second second bout. So it would not shock me if Conor McGregor comes into the um, T-Mobile Arena there and 
whoops his ass for a second time. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to be like a um, like a 13 second victory like you know Conor McGregor has had back in the day. He, he he's nowhere clear to that. He he doesn't trash talk. He doesn't really you know do go off the deep end like he used to. Maybe he needs to start doing that because when he started the freaking trash talk and was on the top of his game, that's when he was whooping ass. So I think he needs to really start shit talking people and showing I'm still the alpha male. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm not as good as I used to be, but you know, I was now a two-time champ or uh, a double champion for nothing back in the day. So I'm okay with it. I don't know what your thoughts about it are. My thoughts are he lost two straight fights and the last one he fought in, I believe he got knocked out first or second round. So Actually, here's no, my... he did not. No, he did not lose two fights in a row. Actually, um, that fight, the first fight between them, I think was in twenty. Was I'm pretty sure it was. Well, in I'm talking about his last two fights in the octagon in general. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, he lost his last two fights. Just retire already, okay? You've proven all you're gonna prove in this world. There are younger, better fighters out there. Now, not necessarily better than him in his prime, but he's past prime. I'm sorry, he's past well, prime. Well, see, the just same thing can be said about uh, Mike Tyson. Just freaking stay retired, but, but fortunately he still likes to do stuff at 50 but years Mike old. Tyson, but Mike Tyson, this was different, okay? He fought someone in his age gap. He fought someone who was just as far out of his prime as he was, okay? True. That's the difference. This was also a setup exhibition. No one was the winner. No one was the loser in that fight. Okay? This is for records. And yes, McGregor's still by all means a young guy, but enough's enough, man. Okay, how much do you how much more of a whooping do you have to take to finally realize you're you don't have this anymore? Okay? Ronda, all of them. Ronda Rousey realized very quickly she did not have it in her anymore to keep fighting. That's why she retired. She got knocked out in 48 seconds, okay? 48 seconds. Yep, and then Is that what it's is that what it's going to take for Conor McGregor to retire? Is that what it's going to take? No, it's going to take a it's going to take a 13 second it's going to take a 13 second loss for him to finally realize yeah. it. And then he's still going to freaking show up for another I, fight. I mean it with no disrespect to Conor McGregor. I think he is without a doubt one of the greatest fighters in UFC history, but you know, look, you're not competing with these guys, okay? I believe, if I I'm not mistaken, you've lost at least the last two out of three. Okay? Enough's enough. Okay? Go ahead, fight Manny Pacquiao, because you want to know what? He hasn't been in the ring in six years, to my knowledge. Okay? Go fight Manny Pacquiao. Go boxing. Get the fuck out of the octagon. Retire already. Okay. I, yeah, Enough's I'm pretty enough. sure he should honestly go to boxing. I mean, he's already got that yeah. boxing background because okay. he fights. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure he fights a southpaw. Yeah. Uh, and boxing and, style. So. And go here's, to boxing. here's the other thing. You know, you can you can argue that he lost to um, Floyd Money Mayweather, but Mayweather, mm. without a doubt, and there's no denial on this, and I don't think you can deny it anyway. Fifty and zero. He is, without a doubt, the greatest boxer in our generation, okay? Our generation, not the greatest all-time, our generation, because yeah, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali's the GOAT, 
rest in peace oh, to him. Yeah, it's resting to it. Rest in peace to him. Yeah. McGregor or you know, McGregor could probably compete with some of these guys. I'd love to see him fight Jake Paul, quite frankly. But Jake Paul's gonna under investigation for something right now. So obviously he, he's not you know, available. Good. Good. Yeah. He need, honestly he needs to be that cocky he's a, son of a bitch. Yeah, he's a little POS, okay? That's what he yes. is. Um, but yeah, I think he could knock out Jake Paul in a boxing match. But again, yeah, shut his stupid sorry ass sticking, up. Sticking to UFC though, he needs to go. I'm sorry, he needs to realize his time's been up for a long time. Um, I think it's time he realizes it. I think it's time he goes to boxing or he goes to something else because it's just he's making an embarrassment out of himself. Oh, I think I agree, and I think he's a clear Hall of Famer, honestly, too. There's no doubt. Uh, Okay. It wouldn't shock me that Dana White would put him in the Hall of Fame very soon, honestly. So yeah. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind he's a Hall of Famer. He's a hell of a fighter. But, mm -hmm. again, how many ass kickings is it going to take for you to realize it's time to retire? That's what All I want to know. All you know, of them, Brian. I'm not, All of them. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I, I'm not saying after two fights you should retire. After two losses you should retire. I'm saying when you come back to the ring after a year and you get your ass kicked... Maybe it's time to start considering it. Maybe. Right. But with that, um, we've gone on go to our... quite a while. We stuffed a lot. We tried to stuff a lot into one episode, guys. So bear with us. We're gonna go on our anchor break when we come back. <laughs> we got out of turn four. Um, then we got some MLB news and our thoughts on the extra innings rule. Uh, we get to talk a little bit of the Masters Tournament. And then we've got Tinkle on this, our new segment. I'm sure you guys loved it last week. It's back this week. So stick around, guys. We'll be back in just about a minute. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're going to get this uh, second half of the show started with some out-of-turn four for the first time in a few weeks. Of course, racing was off last weekend for Easter so, but they were back, or the previous weekend for Easter. Now they're back. They ran at Martinsville. NASCAR did. Uh, Martin Trex Jr. is the first two-time winner of the season. Um, no surprise. He's won the last few short track races. He's been on a tear on them lately. So, needless to say, it was just good for him. Um, Chase Elliott, the defending champ, he got a second place in that race. Another good thing. Um, here's another thing. Um, so Josh Berry, he won the NASCAR Xfinity race. And Marcus Lamanis, the uh, CEO for Camping World, we talked about him before on our show, how he sponsored a bunch of trucks. He's offered some incentives. He has now jumped into the NASCAR Xfinity series and offered Josh Berry an incentive. He wants mm -hmm. him to drive a Camping World tr car at Talladega. And if he wins... He's going to get four more races of sponsorship from Camping World. But here's the thing. If you remember, Jason, I know you don't watch racing, but if you remember Talladega Nights, Talladega's a big oval. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it's a huge oval, the biggest oval they run on the schedule. It's not an easy one to win. It's very tight pack racing. So this might not be a guarantee for Josh Berry. But of course, um, you got, I got a roof for him here. We'll see. Um, 
Dale Jr., though, he's a very forgiving guy. He's a very, uh, you know, second chance kind of guy. He might still get his chance, but of course he's going to have to wait a week because Richmond is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so can't wait to see that race. That'll be on Sunday afternoon, or this afternoon, I should say. Um, then, of course, the other big story, and the reason I'm wearing this shirt, a TK shirt, uh, IndyCar is back today at the Barber Motorsports Park. I imagine uh, Joseph Newgarden will be the favorite in that race. Of course, he's won at Barber before. Um, Team Penske is always pretty good at these kinds of tracks. Of course, them expanding to a four-car team might be a little bit of a setback. We'll see. Um, ones to watch this season... I'm not going to lie, I think Alexander Rossi is the main one to watch. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is going to be a huge one to watch. Of course, he has made the transition from NASCAR. Yeah, I'm sh- shocked about that. IndyCar. Like, he's basically the uh, the NASCAR equivalent to Tom Brady because of how yeah. many championships he's won. <laughs> and to see him in IndyCar, like, what more do you have to prove in racing? I think he wants to prove he can race in a different discipline. And that's what I think is good for him, because these cars drive totally different from a NASCAR. Oh, I know they do, and they're okay. a lot more dangerous than NASCARs are, too. Yeah. Oh, and here's one thing I liked to hear this week. His wife just told him, why don't you try driving an oval in IndyCar? Now, he's committed to running the road courses. My boy, Tony Kanan, <laughs> is going to run the ovals for his car. Um, but I, I think it'd be good to see Jimmy Johnson run an Indy 500. If there's one thing he can prove, it's he can win an Indy 500. If there's one thing he should go out there and prove, that's it. Okay. I mean, he's done it multiple times, hasn't he? (laughs) Okay. I, I can argue this, that he is not the go to NASCAR because he did not win 200 races. He did win seven championships. But he didn't win as many races as Richard Petty did. I don't think he was as good as Dale Earnhardt. I think he was probably the third best seven-time champ. Mm-hmm. As far as the modern era, the the playoff era, era, he was the GOAT. Okay, But in that old style, he wouldn't have won seven championships. Not a yeah, chance. Not. <laughs> not a chance he would have. Um, But if you want to go out there and prove you're the GOAT, I mean, across a few disciplines, go out there and win an Indy 500. That's bigger than the IndyCar championship right there. Go out there and win it. I want to see it. I'm, I know his fans want to see it. I know NASCAR fans want to see it. Go out and do it. It'd be very interesting if he goes, so, goes out there and wins like a, a championship in yeah. IndyCar. Honestly, it, but, it would. I mean, it wouldn't shock me because anything is possible. Mm-hmm. But it's that'd be. It'd be really, really crazy, and you're right, it's a lot different than yep. NASCAR. It's going to take him at least a year to get used to it. That's for sure. Uh, so I want to say it's probably going to take him less than a, less than a year. I want to say it's going to take him less than a year to get acclimated to yeah. getting used um, to it. But, as, yeah, absolutely. And as far as the championship favorites, 
I gotta admit, Alexander Rossi tops my list. That um, he had an off year last year, but the pandemic kind of pushed things around. And now that Andretti is not a full time five car team, I think he's gonna have a better chance. I think the problem is their resources were so depleted over there. I, I think he's a championship contender. Scott Dixon, without a doubt, is going to be. He was the defending champ. Um, Joseph Newgarden, again, he's probably going to be the favorite. Will Power might be in that mix. Um, You know, I I think it could be any of those four, really. But an IndyCar comes down to consistency. And it's going to be about who can finish up front on a consistent basis. Um, oh, and then I forgot back at the ones to watch, not the championship, but the ones to watch, Seabass, uh, Sebastian Bourdais might be one to watch with AJ Foyt racing. They're not usually known for running up front, but I, I think he's going to restore that team to front running order. Hmm. So we'll see. I have high hopes for him. I'm not a fan of him, but I have high hopes. <laughs> But anyway, we didn't have this either, but uh, CBS just announced uh, their broadcast team for the uh, SRX, the Superstar Racing Experience. This is Tony Stewart's new racing league. Um, they're going to be running on, uh, short, on short tracks and dirt tracks. Alan Bestwick is going to be the play-by-play announcer. Um Danica Patrick, Dario Franchitti, and James Hinchcliffe are all going to share analyst roles. Oh, that's uh, crazy. Danica's finding post-racing uh, life much similar to her racing life. Always having to be around race cars, but she's obviously doing some great things outside of racing. Um, minus the failed relationship with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Had to throw that in there. But no, um, I I think it's good. Uh, I think that's a good booth. And um, maybe I'll talk a little more in a a week or so. But I think CBS is mounting a run for the uh, NASCAR package. I think they're seeing this as the gateway to getting a NASCAR TV deal. Who knows? I mean, CBS has their hands in a lot of stuff already. C- so who CBS, what does CBS cover in the summer, though? That I gotta ask you. Have you that ever? They don't. Okay, their summers. Their okay. Once once the Super Bowl is over, they have nothing mm-hmm. to cover except for March Madness. Um, you know, they have March Madness with Turner, but that's a shared effort. It's not just CBS doing that. They got mm-hmm. the Masters. But other than those two, what do they have going on from mid-April to September when football starts? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think SRX and them bringing in an all-star race booth, this is showing that they want to make a run at this NASCAR package. I can't wait to see if they do in a few years when that package opens up. But with that, um, that's out of turn four. Let's turn to the MLB now. Um, so it was just broken today. Uh, the pitcher's mound mid season will move. So it was 60 and a half inches or 60 and a half inches away from, I believe that's what it was. It was 60 and a half inches or feet away from home plate. It just got moved back another foot or inch there. 
So, so that means you gotta literally you gotta, throw the ball even uh, harder now, slightly farther. I think it's gonna. I think it's a good challenge. It's literally going to change every single baseball diamond going forward. It's it's, it's going to foc- I think it's going to put the focus now on who is the better pitcher because now it's, you know, it's not just about fatigue. It's not anymore about fatigue. It's now about control because you got to have more control on the longer pitches. Mhm. What I don't like about this though is don't change it mid-season. Yeah, you should have done it before the season even yeah. started because now or pitchers she, are like, shit, now I got to freaking change my whole aspect of yeah. how to pitch. Now, and, that's re- and I feel like you're really going to see um, teams struggling at first and, with it. And here's the other thing as well. You could have started this out in the minor leagues this year, okay? MLB manages the minor league baseball now. Yeah. You could have ran this in minor leagues. They're not starting until May. You could have told the minor league teams, move your mound back. We're going to be trying this new experiment. Even in AAA, you could have said, AAA teams, move your mound back. Okay, we're going to be experimenting with this new rule because it might go to the MLB next year. Yeah. So... Again, I think I think it's just you t- you shouldn't make changes to any league rules or any league regulations mid-season. I oh, don't care. I, agree. I don't care what it is. Something substantial like that you shouldn't. I I agree. It's a great new rule. I think it's a great challenge, mm-hmm. but not mid-season. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, no, that's just that's just being a dick. So, yeah. That's just, just a commissioner being a, a, a total asshat. Just, oh, by the yeah. way, we're just going to, to make this rule change halfway. Oh, by the, the way. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Oh, by the way. <laughs> like, come on. You know, don't change the rules midseason. One rule you should change midseason, though, is that extra innings rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if you haven't been following baseball this year, there's a new extra innings rule. You start with a runner on second in extra innings. It's an attempt to lessen the amount of innings played in extras. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I've talked to people. They like it. I don't like it. Okay. With baseball... There's only so much you can change without taking the classic sport aspect out of it. Okay. Yeah, because now you don't even have to hit a home run or a walk-off home run just to be able to get the run. All you have to do is do a triple and then, boom, you get the win. Or you got to hit a pop fly. Runner can, you know, runners or batters out, runner can go to third. Okay, so there's one out. Second batter, pop fly to right field, out. Runner goes home. Now two outs, you just allowed to run. Okay, this now hurts pitchers' numbers, for one. I I don't like it from the aspect of now it makes a pitcher look worse than he already is. Possibly worse than he already is, I shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, there's just so much I don't like about it. Um, Baseball is America's pastime. You can make regulation changes to football, for the accounts of safety. This is not about safety. This is about keeping people entertained for three hours. 
we know as a society our attention span has gone down to 30 seconds at last research but to speed up the game i don't mind you putting a pitch clock in there yeah i was just gonna say that why don't the mlb have that i know that you yeah, know all Red the minor leagues, and minor leagues have it yeah all the okay. all the minor leagues have it. Why can't they install an MLB? Okay. I mean, it it makes the t- the the game go a yeah. lot quicker. Pitch clock I've seen in minor leagues that should be brought to the major leagues. Okay, mm-hmm. I've gone to Red Wings games and seen the pitch clock. They used to be. And do you want to know what? The, the, the game would start. The game. the game would start at seven oh five. If the game didn't go to extras, we were out by nine twenty five. Exactly. That's a two and a half hour game. I go to a major league game. I'm sitting there three hours watching nine innings. Okay. And another thing I like is that major leagues have have, uh, limited mound visits. Okay. Mound visits are timeouts. I don't care what you say about it. Mound visits are timeouts, just like in basketball, just like in football. You Mm -hmm. You should get six per game. Not, Not one per inning. You should get six per game. And you should be forced to use them accordingly, okay? Those are the kinds of changes you should make. Fundamental changes like, oh, you're going to start with the runner on second, okay? This is like, um, shoot, I'm trying to think here. This is like football saying, you know, instead of uh, extra point, you know, we're going to... I don't know. Like I said, it's just it's it seems like a fundamental change that shouldn't be made. I mean, I get trying to shorten the game, but even when I've gone to Red Wings games and had to sit through extra innings, we still weren't there past ten. No, you know why I know what it reminds me of? It's kinda of like NFL saying, Okay, we're gonna have overtime, but you're gonna start from the opponent twenty five instead of from like you know, yeah. your own end zone. What football should, what NFL should do with over, I mean, what is it? They changed it to 10 minutes. So 10 minutes, you get one possession in. It's, it ends in a field goal. Okay. You've just burned six minutes. Maybe Mm -hmm. you burned eight. Who knows? Maybe you burned eight minutes. Okay. So now the other team has to fly down the field. There's so many more ties now in football, which shouldn't even happen to begin with. Ties are the stupidest thing in professional sports, unless you're in soccer. Unless you're in soccer, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You know, again. Yeah, I think professional sports should just get rid of ties in general. It literally makes, like, it literally hurts teams so badly, and it hurts teams' chances of even getting into, like, anything close to the playoffs anyway. Yeah, but I'll tell you the one thing I do like in the TBT tournament that runs every summer. I love the Elam ending. Okay. Hmm. So the Elam ending, once you get to four minutes left in the fourth quarter, there's, they add seven to your score or something. They add a certain amount to your score and whoever hits that score wins. There's no overtime. There's no intentional fouling. There's no nothing. Once you hit that score, it's over. Hmm. Okay. That I like. That's a great fundamental change. NFL changing overtime rules, you know, maybe doing an offensive shootout, maybe do first and goal. Okay. Or maybe do third and goal. Okay. 
But with baseball, there's only so much you can change without taking the original aspects of it away. I get it. You got to appeal to our age group, 18 to 49. Not saying that we're old, but I know you got to appeal to our age group, 18 to 49. But there's some aspects of the old game that should be preserved. And frankly, if you're going to earn a run, you should have to earn it like you do in... A regulation mm-hmm. okay if they're and if you're gonna make any change to baseball as well can i just point this out your pitchers should be wearing helmets okay your pitchers should be wearing face masks as well I not, agree. and not these ones not these ones that we're forced to wear right now because of covid i'm talking oh, like God. face shields yeah because you want to know how many pitches have hit pitchers and injured them over the years? A lot. Okay. Oh, you know what? I just thought about that. Maybe. What if okay. moving it back a Look, foot is... For, is uh, it, If it's for player safety, 100%. It has to be. It, That's the only other thing I can think that of. And that and a challenge. That and a challenge. It has to be player safety-wise. Like I said, the, if they move it... Those are good thought, reasons, though. Yeah. Okay. Hockey changing their rules to prevent head injuries, great decisions. Football making their rules to eliminate or to limit injuries, not eliminate. It's never going to happen that you're going to eliminate injuries. you're never going to eliminate. But to limit them, great rules, okay? Because player safety is the first and utmost important thing along with spectator safety. Yeah. Okay. This is nothing but an entertainment gimmick, Okay. This is a gimmick to keep the young kids involved. If you want to keep them involved, put a pitch clock in the professional leagues and limit the mound visits to six. Okay? The only other time you can come out for a mound visit is when you're pulling the pitcher. That's it. You can do that as many times as you want. But six mound visits per game and add the pitch clock, you'll have two and a half hour games in no time. Yeah, they definitely make a difference in the minor leagues. Because you're right. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been to a Red Wings games. I remember they used to, mm-hmm. like, take three, four hours just to be able to, you know, wait for a mm-hmm. game to end. As soon as they installed that and if, pitch clock. And if you're not into baseball, you're bored watching that all day. Oh, yeah. You are bored watching it. Okay. I like... Sometimes, you know, Sometimes even with the pitch clock, it still can mm-hmm. be depending on you know if the team's you know yeah not getting hits or anything like that. It can be a little still a little boring here and there, but it definitely makes the game speed up a little bit more with that that pitch yeah. clock. And another thing you shouldn't change. I'm gonna throw out here as well. Another thing you shouldn't change in baseball is the designated hitter rules. So AL has a DH. In the NL, or if you play in an NL park, you have to have your pitcher hit. Keep Mm. that rule the same. I know they're talking universal DH. I know this has been in discussions for many, many years. Keep it the same because you want to know what? It It forces a manager to manage. It forces them to make a quick decision of who's going to be my DH. You know, an NL team goes into an AL park. Am I going to have a DH? Or I have to have a DH. Who am I going to choose? Okay. Now you go from an AL team to an NL park. You got a guy who's older, can't really play in the field as much. You know, now you got to think, 
well, okay, who do I, you know, do I put this guy in the outfielders? He's sitting on the bench because I have to have my pitcher hit this game. Okay, then you think later in the game when you need runs and you have to think about pu- uh, putting in a pinch hitter for the pitcher. It's, yeah. can I survive with the, with the uh, bullpen? Okay, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I think it forces a whole new level of creativity. I, I think it's got to stay as is. Again, there's only so much you can change in baseball without ruining it mm-hmm. right now, without ruining the classic aspect of it. So that's just my opinions. Um, let's move on. We've talked baseball for at least 10 minutes now. So, <laughs> I think you're um, ranted for quite a while there. But, about <laughs> but, but it was a good discussion. It was a very good yeah, discussion. I love talking this. So uh, we're on to the Masters. We don't talk golf. On, we haven't talked UFC on here before. I don't think we've even talked golf on here before. But we're going no, to today. First time. Two firsts. So Hideki Matsuyama. He is the Masters champion. He is the first Japanese-born player to win the Masters. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I, I I like to watch the Masters because it's it's like your Daytona 500. It's like mm-hmm. your Super Bowl. It's like your NBA Finals. Say what you want. This is the biggest event in golf all year. Okay, so this is why I enjoy watching it. I'll watch any sports big game you know the world cup i'll watch at least the women's side i don't know about the men's because <laughs> because because usa is a joke with the men's side right so i mean i'll i'll watch that though i'll at least i'll at least pay attention is what i should say i don't say i'm gonna watch it but i i'll at least pay attention to know what's going on because i want to yeah. see who the champ is gonna be but um i'm happy for hideki um, Jordan Spieth made a good run, tried to catch him late. It just wasn't meant to be, but it was a heck of a tournament. They did a good job. Um, it was nice to see fans back at Augusta, by the way. <laughs> so even if it's probably a, you know, a limited capacity, right. it's, you know, still a plus. Yeah. Exactly. And congrats again to Hideki Matsuyama. I hope I pronounced it right. Um, first Japanese-born player. It's it's great to see as well. Great to see some firsts. But um, and uh, who knows? It probably will be a string of many wins that he can get under his belt. I hope so. Um, but with that, we're done. Not quite. We have one more segment, which yeah, we tinkle, call Tinkle on tinkle This. On this. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to move my mic up because I'm going to move right up here. So on Jeopardy this week, uh, Aaron Rodgers was forced to ask the question. So it was under a sports category. Here's mm-hmm. the answer. In the 1960s, these Midwesterners earned five NFL championship trophies. Okay. Um, who's the host of Jeopardy right now? That's Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. And what team does he play for right now? The Green Bay Packers. Okay. What was the answer to the question? Yeah, the answer to the question was the Green Bay Packers. Whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't answer that in a question. What is the Green Bay Packers? Yeah. How do you not get the answer right 
when a Green Bay Packer player, Midwesterner, was the first clue in that, okay? Midwesterner was the first part of that question. There's very few Midwestern teams, and the Green Bay Packers are one of them. Okay. Yeah, how but do a lot you not, of those contestants how do you don't not, even understand. Okay, how do you not at least guess the Green Bay Packers, considering you have a Green Bay Packer at quarterback who is hosting your show? Okay. But then, I don't know. I'm putting my damn head on it. I but, really am. I, I but, don't understand it. But here's the other thing, too. You got the base. You got the basketball question right. You you buzzed in so fast on the basketball question and got it right. Okay, and for that, I say Jeopardy contestants that played the other night tinkle on tinkle this. On this. <laughs> okay, tinkle on this. Okay, you just got you just got you are you're a bunch of fools. But um. Anyway, before we go, I should point out uh, Aaron Rodgers changed his profile pic to him hosting Jeopardy. Is this a sign? Nah, I, I think it was just Mike... for the spur of the moment. Honestly, I think that the I, I really do think the profile picture is going to change once the season starts. But can I also point out that Mike Richards, the Jeopardy producer, he is also in the running to take over Alex Trebek's position. Um, oh, really? You know, he's one of the guest hosts who was in the running. Um, he's had nothing but high praise for Aaron Rodgers and how he's hosted the show. I think it's a sign. I I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire, but I think it's a sign that he is right now the front runner to host Jeopardy. If not, already the deal has been struck. I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks. I think we'll find out in the summer. That's what I think. Because keep in mind, I actually I think we'll find out in May. I think May is a safe bet, May or June. Because yeah. the new season of shows begins normally in September. Mm. Okay. So they've got a plan how they're going to tape the shows before then, who's going to be the host. They've committed to having a host by the end of the year. The new TV season, I anticipate they'll have a new host. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's Ken Jennings. Maybe it's Mike Richards. Who mm. knows? Maybe it's someone totally different. Maybe it's the guy from the Reading Rainbow that everybody wants hosting it. LeVar Burton. Um, but who knows? We'll find out. Uh, maybe I'm right and it's Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm wrong and it's somebody else. But I, I think it's a sign. And I think if they're going to announce that he's the host, it's going to be announced fairly soon because he's got to go back to OTAs in the training camp soon. So I think we'll mm -hmm. anticipate if he's hosting, it'll be announced in the next month or two. Or someone will uncover it because Aaron Rodgers in L.A., he's there for one of two things, his fiance or hosting Jeopardy. If this not point. both. Or both. Very possible. But with that, that's all we got for this week. Um, we will be back next week, of course, Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Be sure to check out the Generalizer on Tuesday and Thursday at 9.30 oh, and, a.m. Eastern. and ladies and gentlemen, we might be recording in a, wholly, in a whole different uh, atmosphere for the first time ever. Yeah. So well, definitely be be ready for that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
Fingers crossed, maybe. So, of course, I know. Weather we permitted. If it's going to yeah. rain, no deal. We'll be inside. If it's not going to rain, if it's going to be nice. Yeah. We will. We and will we'll be see. outside and recording it. So we're not. We're not going to tease where we're going to be, but and we're no. not going to tease if we're going to be in person. To, but you'll have to you'll watch. You'll have to watch and find out yourselves. But with that, um, again. Um, tune into the Generalizer. It's every Tuesday and Thursday here on Tinkle Sports at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. It's a live show. Then on Wednesday, tune in for the Canteen Podcast at 3 p.m. Eastern. We're adding all new programs here. Okay, soon we'll be seven days a week. Just kidding. Who knows? But um, <laughs> with that, though, we want to say goodbye, guys. Enjoy your week.